if you explore these three choices. And when we talk about the power of permission, um, and I just did a masterclass about this, I think it's like been like a week or so ago. And I talked about the notion of power of permission um, not being this, um, this antiquated idea of permission that you're having power over, but really the power of permission about being sharing and building power together and understanding when we put power and permission together, we're not supposed to grapple with it. We're supposed to redefine it. And permission is about the conversations that you have with yourself. Greetings, leaders. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Leadership Is Podcast, episode 37, Choosing Purposeful Alignment with Tracy Green Washington, president of Indigo Innovation Group. Whether you realize it or not, in this moment, you are called into something bigger than yourself that requires the creation of intentional purpose and alignment. As a leader, will you answer the call? Let's talk about that today. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. So before we get going, I would like to introduce uh, my audience to Ms. Tracy Green Washington uh, is the president of Indigo Innovation Group, a consulting firm dedicated uh, to serving as a thought partner, advisor, and consultant to philanthropic and nonprofit organizations that are committed to accelerating change through system level approaches, equity, and strategic collaboration. In addition, she is the author of the uh, number one international bestseller, Choosing Purposeful Alignment, The Messy Middle of Transformation. Welcome, Tracy. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited about having this conversation with you this morning. Absolutely. Thank you so much for honoring us with your time and your talent. And we uh, plan to explore both <laughs> uh, with you. So tell us a little something about yourself. Who is Tracy Green in Washington? Um, it's so funny that you asked me that question. Um, when, when people do ask me that question, I, I can't help but I always start with where I'm from. Yes, so I would say that I'm a native of Asheville, North Carolina. I'm the daughter of Yvette and Lonnie Jives. I come from a, a long line of individuals who uh, want to do something impactful in community. And I would say that Tracy is someone who wants everyone to win, that's naturally curious and um, is not um, and is committed to asking the hard questions. Mm. Very good. Very good. Yeah, I, I know. I, I don't think I've ever seen your father, but I definitely know your mother and she herself, Ms. Jobs, is a warrior um, as, as it relates to the ovarian uh, cancer fight, yes. um, you know, for, for citizens. And so thank you both. Uh, and then thank your father for, you know, being your father, you know what I mean? Because you wouldn't be, you couldn't be you without both. So thank you very much and thank them very much for your presence. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I uh, often say that I am definitely um, my my father's daughter, but I'm definitely my mother's daughter. And yeah. so, as you say, you've, you've met my mom. And so I would say my, my dad is more on the, the quiet side in terms of these issues, but but very bright in terms of his personality. 
And then I would say on the other side, my mom is like this quiet storm, this tsunami, right? Um, That is very much about um, uh, asking hard questions, pushing, but in a way that's um, from a place of grace. So I think I have a balance of the tsunami (laughs) and the colorful brightness. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would would agree. (laughs) Yep, I would agree. So looking at this beautiful book that you have written, uh, this number one international bestseller, Choosing Purposeful Alignment, uh, The Messy Middle of Transformation. You know, I mean, this is a wonderful book and it's a it's a it's a book of, you know, personal journey and how that journey uh, can can help other people on their journey, you know, especially with the uh, learning that, okay, is this my moment? you know, uh, mm-hmm. kind of feels um, uh, throughout this book here. So why did you actually write this book? Yeah, Th- thank you for that, saying that it's about, you know, this moment. Um, when I Before I talk about, like, why did I write the book? Um, yes, ma'am. Just want to say a couple of words about uh, just emphasizing what you said about what the book was and was it, what it wasn't. It's yes, definitely ma'am. about this approach of this journey, um, but the allowing the reader, anyone who picked up the pages to really examine if this is their moment to move forward. And not only um, if this is their moment, the book affirming that it is, right? And Mm. taking you through this process of really being able in a very simple way of examining that for yourself, while at the same time offering up examples where myself um, was struggling or move through some portion of the process or choice towards arriving to where I finally did move into um, purposeful alignment. And Mm. so when I think about what inspired the book, I think it's the same thing relative to what the book is designed to do. When I think of the inspiration behind it, it, it really was birthed out of this tension of knowing exactly where my work was, right? And this tension of, being in a place or space and relationships and institutions or having to make a choice about those places that don't necessarily align or allow me to be able to do the work that I was called to do. And really having to make a decision about, am I going to be still or am I going to make some really critical choice points? And when I say choice points, these are these small choices that impact or are compounded to have this large impact towards getting to and being positioned exactly where I'm supposed to do to have the type of impact that I, that I desire to have. And also knowing that there's a difference between being successful, successful and moving towards doing significant legacy building work mm. and understanding that in order to do that work, it's a non-negotiable regarding some of the choices that I was going to have to make to be able to move into that space. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that takes a lot of uh, that takes courage. You know what? I mean, now, just to give you a heads up every now and again, when um, I interview guests, you know, I kind of straight off off script. (laughs) In in other words, um, and and the reason for being is because sometimes a person's answer can be so profound that I have to ask them to kind of expound on that answer a little more to, you know, and let's, let's go down let's see how deep that rabbit hole actually goes as it relates to their answer. So this being one of those times, uh, this being one of those times. So tell us more about what it, what it took, you know, for you to actually 
do that uh, that internal search um, and, 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 and in order for you to really embrace that idea. Yeah, um, I appreciate you asking that. And it's funny that you use the word courage because uh, because. I've, I've heard that from different individuals about this journey that, that I undertook. And I never saw myself as courageous. I just knew that it was uh, a difference between surviving and thriving. And that mm. I had to make those decisions to really honor my elders and individuals that had poured into me. And by not listening and not moving that I was being disobedient um, mm. and not honoring the gifts they had imparted to me as well as the time that they put into me, right? Yes. And so as I think about um, think about your question relative to, uh, to the journey itself, it, it repeated one more time in terms of the, the courage. And what was the other part, Jason, that you really wanted? Yeah, it, it was really, you know, what was the courage that it took for you to, uh, mm. to to really embrace that idea of of moving forward on your moment, mm -hmm. you know what what you know yeah. So what what did it really take for you to yeah. to really do that? Be, you know, go beyond the courage. Yeah. You, know, you, you know what I mean. And so what what was it that drove that whole idea of of embracing and taking charge of the moment? The reality is it it didn't happen in the moment. It was very incremental. So number one, understanding that was incremental process for me to even um, uh, lean into that moment where I actually had to make the decision. And that mm. moment was a result of many moments of noticing and paying attention to signals and signs that I was unwilling to pay attention to before. It mm. was a process of, of, of giving myself permission to create intentional space and to even question those signals and signs and to question uh, whether it was okay for me to center myself in the conversation when so much work needed to happen in community. And what mm. I had to come to and eventually I understood that by centering myself and centering purposeful alignment in my work, in my life, in my walk, that it actually was the impetus and the medicine that I needed to be able to really be courageous, I think, in terms of pulling, uh, making the final decision to be able to transition out. And the reality is I also needed um, and was very blessed to have so many people around me that were uh, willing to ask me hard questions, uh, willing to listen, uh, but not tell me what to do, uh, but were willing to impart their own wisdom allowing the necessary, what I like to say, gumbo, for me to yeah. be able to come to this place, to be able to examine what purposeful alignment meant to me and what could be possible, even if I just even explored what it, if I even explored what yes to that proposition could look, look like. And for me, I knew very clearly that when I think about systems work, I think about systems work in, in, th in three ways. You're either working within the system, to make it better, you're working on the fringes of the system to push the system to be better, or you're working completely outside of it to innovate the system, right? And you're creating mm. new models and tools that can be introduced to the system as a normal way of doing the work. And so I knew mm. for myself, I had worked in the system and I had done the work that I was called to do. And I wanted to work on the fringes of the system and pushing the system and helping leaders be more bold and audacious 
and supporting them in those spaces. And I also wanted to continue the work that I had been doing through, through CoThink and other ventures to innovate and create new models that could push the system as well. Yeah, yeah, wow. So before we go to um, uh, the next question, I, I wanna, you know, again, stray off a little bit and ask you, uh, because you're also the, you know, the founder of CoThink, what is the idea behind CoThink? Yeah, so CoThink emerged out of seeing all this amazing work that was bubbling up in Asheville in Western North Carolina. Um, six years ago, almost six years ago, um, that was led by African-American and, and Latinx leaders um, that were just being bold and audacious um, and knocking down doors and kicking down mm -hmm. doors and, and being unapologetic about the solutions, the strategies that they knew would move our communities forward. And so CoThink was birthed out of being inspired by, by those individuals and those groups and through a collective consensus building with those groups and those leaders and community to figure out how we could collectively use our time, talent, and treasure towards impacting and amplifying the efforts that they were doing as well as seeding other efforts that we knew would be needed for the future. And so even the idea of co-thinking itself is birthed out of this collaborative, collective understanding of the power of networks and networks being about not having power over but building and sharing power together and even transferring power to individuals mm -hmm. who have these lived experience and have the best ideas about how to solve really complex social change in our communities and figuring out how um, we can collectively support through grant making, um, access to resources, uh, through healing um, together, through systems change and also uh, really strategic capacity building um, that was done in a countercultural way that honored individuals and saw them as the experts that they were um, and, yeah. and supported them as a partner um, in the way that felt just right for them. Very good. Very good. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much for sharing that. And that's leadership. It takes leadership. It takes vision, you know, in order to bring that idea uh, forward and then to connect with you know, people that'll help you to explore that idea. Yeah. And, and I didn't do um, it by so, myself. This is a collective effort. Yeah. So I always like to say that yeah. it was a collective effort and it continues to be a yeah. collective effort. Yes, ma'am. Very good. Thank you so much. Um, so going back to your book, Choosing Purposeful Alignment, The Messy Middle of Transformation, you give in this book uh, three choices. So what what are the three choices and why why only three? Yeah, um... I have to say that the, the three choices are um, the power of permission, leaning into transformation, and um, becoming a game changer. Um, and for me, first of all, I would say the three choices, I think, is indicative of how I do my work. Um, when people think about working with me in so many different capacities, um, I try to make big small and I try to make complex simple. And the mm. reality is if we, if we want to do work with people and we want to engage in journeys that are really hard like this, um, we don't have to make them complicated. When we are making work complicated, when we're making spaces complicated, um, it, is, it is something I think uh, for me is, is, is not honoring individuals that are doing this really hard work, right? 
And so yes, for ma'am. me, the three choices emerged out of wanting to be really succinct and clear about what these, this, this, this path looked like, right? Um, not making it complicated. And they just birth. they really emerged out and were birthed out of the experiences that I talk about in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's some good, that's some good stuff there, man. So your, your book, I've heard some and seen some uh, reviews about your book, you know, there's been words used like um, healing, uh, of course, uh, transformational, uh, powerful, you know, uh, and game changer, you know what I mean? So very good. Thank you. So um, what, what is the meaning of the three different principles that are attached uh, to, to your, you know, choosing purposeful mm-hmm. alignment? What's underneath both all three of the, the choices is an invitation. It is a proposition. And that's mm. how I start the book out, that this is a proposition for you to explore what could be possible if you explore these three choices. And when we talk about the power of permission, um, and I just did a master class about this. I think it's like been like a week or so ago. And I talked about the notion of power of permission um, not being this, um, this antiquated idea of permission that you're having power over, but really the power of permission about being sharing and building power together and understanding when we put power and permission together, we're not supposed to grapple with it. We're supposed to redefine it. And permission is about the conversations that you have with yourself. Permission is about giving yourself permission to notice uh, things as they really are and, and grapple with that and what impact it is having on you and, and, and think about what vision you want for your life and your community and your work going forward. Uh, permission is about exploring what could a yes possibly look like your first yes to even explore what this could be. If you did your work differently, if you moved yourself into different spaces differently, if you had different relationships, if you thought about your role in change or transformational work in a different way, what would that what would that look like? And I think the last one about uh, permission that I really talk about is really what is it going to take to activate yourself in its space? And so Mm. that really sets the foundation to move to the next choice around leaning into transformation. Um, And oftentimes people think about transformation as we're saying that something is wrong with you, like that you need to change. Um, But transformation is is about all about embracing who who you are. And I start this part of the work of even talking about the concept of transformation trauma, which is this tension Mm. between this idea of what transformation is, which is perceived as a positive or should be perceived as positive but actually it can be traumatic because it conjures mm. up uh, moments experiences where we've been in places spaces relationships or have memories uh, where where we've had the shift change or are in places that put pressure on us and did not allow us to show up as our best self right and so, th- yeah. so this notion of leaning into transformation is, is all about uh, positioning your posture for, to be ready. And whatever that means for you, it is about um, embracing rest. You know, in that work, oftentimes we don't see rest and respite as liberation, right? And, yeah. and in, this, in this part, it's about embracing that as a non-negotiable, as work that we have to do is critical. 
if you're tired, you can't move work forward, right? Then this idea of what it will take to center yourself uh, and changing your thinking relative to that being selfish and what kind of uh, space could you have to explore new tools, relationships, or spaces that you never even thought about as you think about how you do your work differently or in a different way or not even in a different way, be amplified as you move forward. And the last choice is about becoming a game changer. Um, And it's so Mm. funny, oftentimes when people think about game changers, about someone who's arrogant and they knew everything. And that definitely isn't the way that I talk about it or even see a game changer. And when I think about a game changer, it's someone that that knows clearly what their role and responsibility is and the type of impact that they want to have and are willing to use all their resources at their arsenal to move that forward in a way that's collaborative that is uh, not extractive, that is, um, that is uh, honoring self, honoring individuals around them, um, and, and yes. really diving deep into, into their values. Very good. Wow. That's powerful stuff, Tracy. <laughs> That's real powerful stuff. Yeah, you, you, that, I know that, that, that sounds like, this thing sounds like it took a lot of uh, years and experience to incubate and, and finally, you know, grow in, in order for you to, be, you know, from the caterpillar to the butterfly, in other words, uh, with this transformational work that you're, that you're proposing uh, and inviting us to be a part of, which brings me to a, another question. Uh, so with this book, there's also like a program or, or, or an invitation to people to take part of a journey with you in a program as yes. well, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. What I was hearing over and over um, as I first was talking about the book, um, and then when the book was released, is uh, from individuals was this idea of, what it would feel like to share collective space with others that were grappling with the same thing. Um, mm. And I was being invited and continue to invite it, be invited into these sacred spaces with individuals, men and women of all colors that are grappling with, the, with um, choosing purposeful alignment and what that means for them. And are bringing yeah. other individuals into this conversation and figuring out how they work through the book. How do they, wrestle with it together with the understanding that they also have to balance that with life and distractions and family and things that are happening. And so um, the program that um, that I developed was birthed out of these conversations of, of individuals asking for additional space with me, asking for additional time uh, to work through the book and wanting to figure out how did I create intentional space for them to be able to grapple with it, with the understanding that iron sharpens iron. That when you have people who are thinking about this in a really powerful way, together it could be momentous, right? And so the series is called the Aligned Intensive Series. And the word intensive was was, uh, selected because it is an intensive process. The book itself is intensive once you get into it. It's very simple, but once you get into the questions and the, um, the processes underneath it, it is an intentional journey that, that, that requires attention as you move forward. And so the Aligned Intensive kicks off um, February, I believe it's 16th. So about a, we're about a month away. 
And it's designed to be a nine month um, experience for individuals to walk them through the three choices through a series of conversations, through a series of coaching um, and peer coaching, as well as content delivery um, about the different areas and homework in between to keep all of us accountable on this journey. Excellent. 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 I'm, I'm so proud of you. I'm, I'm so proud of you. Like really proud of you. I'm, I'm happy to know you. I'm honored to know you and seeing the wonderful work that you're actually doing and the influence that you have in our community is, is just, you know, it's jaw dropping at times. And so thank you for your contribution uh, uh, to, to the, to the bet, to the betterment. of. of No, thank you for allowing me to space to talk about the book, allow me to invite others into this proposition. I know that uh, doing this work this year is critical. And so I hope that others uh, will feel compelled to join me on that journey and they can learn more about the Lawn Intensive Series through visiting my website at indigoinnovationgroup.com or they can email me directly at tracy at indigoinnovationgroup.com as well to get additional information. Very good. So my last and final question is, why is your yes important? Oh, that's a good juicy one. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Jason, oftentimes in this work, we don't get too many spaces where we we say yes, right? We may say yes to uh, work. We may say yes to other people. But I I question how often do we say yes to ourselves? And so that's why the yes is so important. The yes is, is the first step to even considering this proposition and considering what you could amplify, what you could shift, or where you could go deeper in your life or in this work, given where your purpose is. And it has to start with a yes, right? Um, because without the yes, right. you can't see what you have to say no to. Oftentimes in Mm. my work that I do from a consulting perspective, I share with my clients um, that if you can't see it, you can't name it. And if you can't name it, Mm. you can't reimagine it and interrupting it, interrupt it. And so the yes is about Mm. seeing it better, because when you say yes to something, oftentimes it is the first time you've even said it out of your mouth that you haven't whispered about it. Like you put it down on paper. Right. And in saying that you're, you're giving yourself permission to explore what it could be to even talk about it with others, to examine what that could mean in your life or the impact that you want to have. And it also causes you to examine your three no's because the reality is when you say yes to something, you have to say no to something. And, and that's not a that's bad right. thing because the no's oftentimes are the noise, is the noise, right? And the distraction. And they're the places that yeah. you have to leave or transition from to move into the place where you're, where you're going to walk in your purpose. And so being yes, able ma'am. to have the, the opportunity to say yes gives you the space to be clear about your no's and holding yourself accountable to those no's. And also dealing with the fears underneath that, the celebration underneath it, and also um, the permission to reimagine what could be possible by saying no to some of these other spaces and relationships and institutions. Whew, way to go! Yeah, that's that's a that that 
that yeah, that's loaded. <laughs> <laughs> that is loaded. Yeah, that's absolutely loaded, sister. So um, with closing comments, uh, you know, anything else that you would like to say um, as it relates to your book or anything else that you would like to share? And then, of course, uh, share your contact information with us as well. Yeah, I, I will say that um, that um, I feel like and hope that my book is a complimentary tool for individuals to put in their arsenal for uh, 2021 and beyond. I do believe that this is a powerful year that is compelling and requesting that we all level up and do our work. Um, And I believe that the book can be one tool of many to help you on that journey as well as the line series. Um, There was one uh, uh, question that you didn't ask me, Jason, which I thought was was, uh, a very important one in terms of um, talking about uh, feedback around the book and talking about and challenging um, the idea in terms of transformation. And what I will say for yeah. that is um, it's very important that we have those conversations because it is about the courageous conversations. Because oftentimes when there's a challenging around the idea that's about doing something different that's counterculture to what's comfortable to us. Um, I want those things to be lifted up because then we can interrogate and then we can ask other hard questions. What about that is creating discomfort? What about that is creating discomfort? And how do we move uh, individuals from this place of discomfort to give them themselves permission and a pathway to be able to walk into their purpose and align that in a way that makes sense for them, not for anybody else, but makes sense for them. This journey is very personal. It is unique to everyone. Um, And all we can do is support the space for individuals to work through the messy middle to arrive just where they're supposed to arrive. And for me, that's important. That's the work that I want to do. That's the work I want to support individuals around. And that's the work I'm excited to do because I know the magic and the impact when you create that space. And I am honored that individuals would trust me with that um, and that they would join me in this in this journey. Very good. Yes, ma'am. You know what? I can actually see um, a version of this book developed mm. for students, <laughs> you know, and, and it's being put into schools um, as conversations, especially I, I'm doing a another conference uh, like the one that we did with closing the leadership gap um, between men and women. I'm doing an educational mm-hmm. one uh, in March, uh, closing the leadership gap session two. And I can see that you know, with the discussions that I'm actually creating for us to have, how a, a book like this, Choosing pur- Purposeful Alignment, The Messy Middle of Transformation and then Slash for students or for kids or something like that, coming out of that discussion and being used as a tool for them to transition from, you know, uh, pre, you know, or, or post COVID-19 mm-hmm. era. That's so, interesting. Yeah, this, I hadn't thought yeah. about it in that in that context, but definitely I think it could be it could be helpful because I think there are new things that emerge and continue to emerge as a result of COVID from transitions to yeah. um, to yeah. to both challenges as well as opportunities. 
Um, I will say it's so interesting you talked about students, and I love that you talked about students from a range of students, right? Um, it sounds like for me from yeah. um, high school on up or even middle school, et cetera, um, I have a dear Absolutely. friend that, that is a professor at a college, and she actually is going to design, and I'm going to help her design a course for college students this um, this summer to surround the book as well. And so I think that um, wherever individuals are, I think that this could be helpful as a, as a blueprint or as a pathway to ask questions to lead them exactly where they need to be. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, once again, how can people uh, yeah, contact I, I look you? forward to hearing from individuals. Um, I look forward to having more conversations with you. Um, individuals can contact me by emailing me at Tracy, T-R-A-C-E-Y, at indigoinnovationgroup.com. Um, individuals can also sign up for the Lyme Intensive Series by either emailing me or going to the website, which is indigoinnovationgroup.com. Um, individuals can also reach me through Instagram as well as Twitter. My handle is Ms. Cothink. Um, as well as engage with me on uh, Facebook if individuals are on Facebook. Um, but I look forward to comments, feedback, ways to continue to have this conversation in a powerful way, um, and supporting individuals that are ready uh, to move through it this year through, through our process. I think it's going to be very powerful. Tracy, once again, thank you so much for your time and your talent. We will be in touch. Uh, and uh, thank you so much for sharing this wonderful, phenomenal opportunity. Uh, well, Jason, for, thank for you us. for creating the space for this conversation and inviting me into this space. I really appreciate it. Thank you for your leadership. Absolutely. Thank you. Are you promoting the right people into leadership positions? How do you know? How do you measure the outcomes and are they the outcomes you're looking for? Please visit www.jmleadershipdevelopment.com. Again, www.jmleadershipdevelopment.com and request a half hour conversation to assess if we can address your leadership development needs. Oh, and by the way, Always remember that leadership is influence and service. Greetings, leaders. Thank you for enjoying another episode of Leadership Is Podcast with our special guest today, Ms. Tracy Green Washington. We talked about choosing purposeful alignment from her number one international best-selling book, Choosing Purposeful Alignment, The Messy Middle of Transformation. And three things she talked about with the three choices that she proposes in her book, the power of permission, leaning into transformation, and becoming a game changer. And so what she says this book is, it's the book is a proposition or an invitation. So I hope that you accept that invitation as I have accepted an invitation and keep moving forward and gaining uh, the power of permission and exploring what it means to have your first yes. 
I work with emerging leaders, high potential employees and students to develop and embrace a growth mindset for leadership. If you would like for us to do a presentation, keynote your next event or for a free half hour consultation, please contact us at jason at jmleadershipconsult.com or visit my website, www.jmleadershipconsulting.com or call us at 828-333-7234 and we will respond promptly. And just to let you know, in the very near future, uh, JM Leadership Consulting will be changing to JM Leadership Development. The website and the email address will change. And so we'll give that information out in a future podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast using the Anchor app or anchor.fm. You can use Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well using Jason A. Muhammad. Please follow us on social media. Twitter is at LeadershipJM. Facebook and Instagram is JM Leadership Consulting. And always remember, leadership is influence and service.